today on the Marshall Pruitt Podcast in our Day at Indy, episode number three, Fast Friday, brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers, torontomotorsports.com, and Bell Racing Helmets USA. Well, we have one of the guys who is among the fastest, high boost, high speed, pretty solid, no toe speed there. Dixie in the number nine PNC Bank Honda. Tell me about this day. Looks like you learned a lot. What's the feeling within you and the, the number nine team going home tonight before qualifying? Felt pretty good. You know, we got to a bit of a slow start when we kind of got laid out. I think um, there were definitely some cars that took advantage of the cooler conditions, which as the day panned out, it, it uh, you could see it was much easier to, to get a full lap average together. Um, you know, had you ran early and, and uh, there was one team that specifically did that. So it, um, you know, went fairly smooth. We, we just, you know, had to try some, uh, some trim levels and some balance adjustments. Um, but uh, honestly, I think all three cars were, were pretty competitive and, you know, uh, definitely single lap pace. We were, we were very strong um, on the no-toe situation, um, even for running later in the day uh you know and, and that situation was was good so yeah it's it's um it's definitely tough it seems like you know tire dig is is uh pretty big this year especially once the track temp does go up um which will make it interesting i think you know luckily we had a pretty good draw tonight i think we roll out number six so uh we should be should be going in the first sort of 30 minutes tomorrow which um, i think is is uh, definitely an advantage so hopefully we can nail the the right trim level and and uh you know try and get into that fast nine mentioned tire degradation spoken a lot over the last day or two should i assume we're talking mostly the right front giving up and is that related to the extra weight being carried or have you found uh, any other tires or, or front or rear of the car in particular leaning in any trends in terms of tire deg uh, I think it's typically whatever ends exposed, really. Um, you know, I had a couple of situations. I think we only did four runs today, and I'd say two were kind of a little bit understeer, and, and two were, were either, you know, neutral or, or one was actually really loose. So it, um, I think it kind of just aggravates whatever area is, is maybe not so good. Um, you know, the tyres have been amazingly good, to be honest, in, in, in long run. Uh, you know, situations the the previous few days, I think there's, you know, there's kind of like in qualifying the first two laps, uh, you know, not so hairy. And then, you know, lap three is pretty hairy. And then lap four is pretty crazy, depending on your trim levels. So I think it'll definitely make it exciting, um, you know, for qualifying and, and maybe for some of the drivers that have to go later in the day when the heat's up, it's going to be quite tough. And that will make, you know, second runs pretty interesting as well. Um, but, you know, through the long run stuff, actually, you know, the tire for the first sort of five or six laps has got, you know, some, some extra grip and, and then it kind of falls off a level and then, and then it stays pretty plateau actually for, for the whole fuel, uh, length, at least for us. So it's, um, yeah, I think it, it, it makes it, uh, interesting. I think throughout the course of the run, just for adjustments and, and, you know, trying to keep up with the car, uh, and then, you know, even the slightest wind condition or change, you know, definitely, uh, has been affecting balances across the board. So when you came into IndyCar Dicks, you had nice, big, turbocharged V8 behind you making cart-era stonking power. What was it like going to high boost today? Of course, you know, you've probably had more insane power plants in terms of regulations and whatnot 
to work with in the past, but it's been a while since we've been up around that 700 horsepower range in IndyCar on a super speedway like this. How'd that feel? Was it fun? And uh, did you forget about it after a while or was it just continually cool? Yeah, I think it's like the first couple of laps, you know, kind of getting up to speed. Really, you know, once you get to India, it's kind of a, you know, terminal velocity kind of situation. And, and once you get to speed, um, I think the biggest notice this year, though, is just the, the sheer delta difference, right? You know, from a race run to, you know, Qualtrim is, you know, 12, 14 mile an hour difference, which is a lot, yeah. um, you know, from what we're used to. So it's, uh, you know, I think the first few, you know, first few laps definitely makes it really interesting and in, in, uh, how you adjust to that and just how the car loads um but again you know you, you you do actually get used to it very quickly and and the same with you know even the big powered cars that we've in the past um you know that is the same you know once you kind of get to that speed it's it's all about the trim level and and how long you can hold on to it you know staying flat and then you know trying to breathe it as little as possible and, and keep that you know that speed going but um you know i think definitely we need to get back to some bigger boosts, you know, on the, on the short track ovals and, and, uh, you know, maybe even the road course, um, you know, boost, I think for those situations, which, you know, is, has been the case. And those have been a much bigger, uh, kind of notice, I think, just cause you really have to drive it a little bit different, uh, with the acceleration off the corners. Let's talk a little bit, Dixie, about your teammates, Marcus Erickson quick today, I think fifth or sixth or something like that on the no toe. Uh, he's, over the first couple of days been pretty strong as well newcomer to the team we know that other little swedish guy rosenquist he's uh, not too bad but tell me about working with marcus here at a super speedway for the first time how has that been has that been beneficial in both ways you think yeah, it's been really good. You know, uh, all three, I think all three of us have been working together really well. There is definitely differences, I think, in, you know, what aggravate each one of us, um, you know, is, is quite a bit different. And and, it, and it's kind of tough, too, because these days are kind of, you know, you, you don't have that much or you don't have that many amount of days, I guess, is one way to look at it. Um, you know, so when you're actually out, you're out there for quite a while. So there's not a whole lot of debriefing time. And even still with... Um, you know, with COVID, it's, you know, nine cars all in one truck, you know, the eights all in one truck, and everybody's kind of separated. So it's a very different environment to what we've had in previous years where everybody can kind of talk freely and kind of talk about things. So it does take a while for information to trickle out. Um, you know, the engineers can obviously see it, you know, the changes live, um, but, you know, the interpretation of what the driver feels and what drivers talk about, you know, is, is very different. So, you know, that's been a little tougher because it's really only at the end of the day that, you know, you get into these situations and you have these kind of open conversations, um, but you've gone through a lot during the day, you know, so it's, um, it's been good. It's been great. You know, uh, they're, they're great teammates and, and, you know, as you said, both of them being, you know, really fast and really consistent throughout the week. And, you know, that definitely helps the team, I think, and just trying to push, you know, the whole program forward. So, um, you know, it's been uh, an interesting year uh, with, with debriefs and just how we do them. And, 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 you know, it is a bit strange, I will say, just because you don't be, you're not able to speak freely as much or be in the same, you know, uh, room and, and chat things out uh, like you typically do. So that's uh, probably a difficult side. Yesterday, you were fastest overall. Thursday, race trim, you know, compared to, compared to today, high downforce. But race running yesterday, 
was able to put up a really quick lap today. Again, no toe qualifying trim, you know, you're right towards the front as well. Obviously we don't know what race day will be, but you're looking for a car that can perform, uh, in any and all environments. Any thoughts on how some of the other cars in the field, uh, have or haven't performed. You, you spoke to NBC earlier today about, uh, the Chevy camp, which didn't really feature in the no tow report. The Penske cars weren't necessarily there. You mentioned Chevy's known for turning up the wick. Don't, don't count your eggs before they're hatched here. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. You know, I think, uh, obviously qual trim and race run is very different. You know, I think in, in race running stuff, you know, Pagano was strong. I thought, you know, uh, Rahul was good and, and also, uh, Hinchcliffe and, a couple of the other Andretti cars, I think, um, it looked like, you know, Andretti split their workload pretty heavily between, you know, Qualsons and race running on the previous days, um, which is difficult if you're a driver that's doing a lot of Qualtrums, um, you know, because you don't have a whole lot of time to, to get ready. So you're going to have to rely heavily on the on the other drivers. But, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was strange a bit today. You know, I think the Hondas saw a much bigger jump in, in the Delta and, and just straight out speed. Um, it did look like some of the, you know, the other camp were flailing a little bit. They were, you know, doing kind of the situation we were in last year where you're doing a lot of excessive runs, um, and, you know, sometimes not in ideal conditions, you know, just trying to figure out why or where the deficit is. Um, but again, you can't, you can't rely on that. You know, we've, uh, it just, it, it does seem oddly strange to what we've seen the last two years. So um you know we'll, we'll keep our head down we'll keep working hard um and i'm sure you know there's no doubt that you know those teams the the carpenter and, and penske uh cars on on uh, the gm side will be you know very strong let's wrap here dixie with a little bit of finger trouble usually the the term finger trouble in racing refers to mechanics maybe a bolt wasn't tightened or whatever it might be. Tell us about the computer equivalent of finger trouble. And we're not picking on anybody, but you sat uh, for the first 45 minutes after you rolled out, car was stalling, trying to find the problem. Team looked through mechanical, hydraulic, electronic, you name it. This was just something really strange and random, but also a very 2020 hiccup. Yeah, it was, it was uh, well, pretty simple in, in the long run, but, you know, I think there's so many different isolated systems, right, that can cause an engine to stop. So, you know, every time I tried to select first gear, the car would just stop. So, you know, there's a bunch of checks that go on previous to when, you know, before we even make it to pit lane and, and you know, the car went through all those, you know, situations and, and there was no issue. So it was trying to, you know, go through uh, the list of, you know, whether it's the you know, the CCU, the GCU, you know, the um, ECU as well, you know, to, you know, just basic things on the car, whether it's a, you know, gear pot sensor or, or anything like that. So it does take a little while to diagnose that. Um, and we couldn't really figure out why until we went to the previous day's engine cow and then the engine, you know, I was able to select first gear. So, yeah, it just turned out to be, um, I think a cursor was in the wrong place when there was, uh, you know, maybe a hand or a button touching something that that uh you know changed a series series of numbers that that should have uh well there should have been i'm guessing four or five and there was only one so you know it's uh it's it's it was something really simple once once we kind of figured it out but you know it was 45 minutes to an hour later um you know in a, in a situation when you want to get out on track and conditions are great but um yeah just happy we found it but you're you're right man it's uh it's just a stroke of the wrong key 
um, made it uh, made made a car that you know has a lot of power and can go very fast, not do anything, and not even pull out of the pits. So it was pretty interesting. So do they hand you like the iPad, not just to watch timing and scoring, but like, do you have good Wi-Fi if you want to hit up Hulu or Netflix? Or I mean, you got forty-five minutes to kill, dicks. You could knock out an episode or two of something. Uh, there's always a lot of conversation, man, mocking people, you know, talking crap about different team members, you know. So it's uh, there's there's definitely lots of time you can waste on on that stuff anyway. But no, it was uh, if it, it it felt a lot quicker than than actually what it was. But um, yeah, it, just glad we sorted it out and found out what the problem was. Now I know what's going on when I walk by your pits and everyone's pointing and laughing at me. You guys are talking <laughs> on the radio. We're always very positive on our side. Oh, yes. Yes. There are words that we won't repeat here that, uh, yes, use quite often. Dix, thanks again, man. I'm going to look forward to see uh, how how your weekend goes, how the rest of the, uh, the month of August goes. It's never going to be normal to say that. So thanks to you, the Chip Ganassi team, to our partners at Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, TorontoMotorsports.com and Bell Racing Helmets USA. Awesome. Thanks, man. It's going to be a great month.